Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. I am your host, Megan Chapa, uh, but that's not the most exciting thing about this. So we're going to move right on to the exciting part, which is my guest, Katie Spratty Joyce. Katie, will you take a moment to introduce yourself? And then also, would you speak about the last recording we did, which was really fantastic? So welcome to the podcast and please introduce yourself. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having me again. Um, hello, listeners. I am Katie Spratty Joyce, a travel food, wine, culture, all of the fun things writer. And I have been based in the Midwest my whole life. I've written for spots like Lonely Planet, the New York Times, Travel and Leisure, a lot of publications that cover the types of things I like to write about. And I've been on the podcast once before. You might have heard my tip of the mitt uh, episode that was about four different destinations in northern Michigan. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. It was well received because people are just interested in, you know, U.S.-based road trips and Michigan, if you haven't listened to it, folks, and if you look at any of the pictures that I posted on social media, you cannot believe it's the United States. It is such a hidden gem of the country. So please check that out. It is Michigan, the tip of the mitt, hidden luxury destinations or something along those lines. So, and take our advice, get the wine tower. That's all we're going to say. You have to figure out (laughs) the wine tower for yourself. (laughs) <laughs> you have to listen to it to get the explanation. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Katie, let's move into today's topic. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a mini episode um, bonanza on like, I'm going to say like culture vulture Mexico inland off resort experiences and places that people who think of Mexico, but think mm, it's all inclusive resorts and that's all there is. We just want to open the aperture a little wider and explore really the cultural heritage and richness of Mexico. So when I put this casting call out, you said, I I have a place that I want to talk about. And so would you please introduce um, your topic for today's episode? Sure. So today we're going to be traveling to the heart of Mexico, which is the nickname for San Miguel de Allende, which we can abbreviate to SMA. You'll see in a lot of articles. Um, Mm -hmm. It's actually been honored by travel and leisure readers as best city in the world four years in a row. And it's called the heart of Mexico. Yeah. So it's definitely a really, it's a well-known destination, but it still feels not like a well-known destination, which is kind of the best of the best. And it's, nickname is the heart of Mexico, both because of its location, which is sort of central, and because it's such a great example of a cultural hub in a country that it's easy to just think about all-inclusive. That might have been our first, you know, taste of Mexico, but it's, you know, this series is awesome because it's important to get a little bit more um, of the rich, varied culture of this amazing neighbor. Yeah, awesome. So now, you know, I I just want to know, what was, you know, Katie's motivation behind choosing this location? Because you could have, you have a good experience there. You could have chosen another destination, but why did you choose this one? It's my favorite place I've ever been in Mexico. And I've been, I think, to Mexico 10 times now, uh, partially for work, partially for fun. And mm-hmm. it just feels like this enchanting, wonderful city. And it's one of the places I recommend most often when people ask me about my favorite places on the planet. Oh, that's a pretty good recommendation from a travel writer. I like to think so, but you'll have to (laughs) keep listening to hear why. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Well then, um, 
you know, just to orient people as far as the geography and geographically in the country, if you were to look at a map or imagine Mexico as like a giant cornucopia, which is that basket looking thing that we often picture at Thanksgiving time. And if the skinny funnel portion were pointing to the bottom right, we're slightly more than midway down inside the funnel and a little northwest of Mexico City. I mean, that's how I'm going for it. Um, how do you think, how do you think about that description, Katie? Is that pretty accurate? I feel like it is pretty accurate, although it would be easier just to pull it up on a map. But for those of you that are, that want our auditory this listeners, Megan right. nailed it. <laughs> or auditory learners is what I that's meant right. to say. <laughs> it is an audio format, so that's what we're going with right now. But if you were like, yep. okay, we could put it as a mermaid tail. We could go that route, you know, and she's doing a kick we off could. to the right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that either. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. All right. So let's talk about um, three things to see and do to highlight in San Miguel or SMA. Um, if we were to talk about, you know, three, you know, we'll save number one, like your favorite for last. So if we were to start with number three, what would be like in third position for you? Sure. So I think it's important to embrace the local culinary excellence. Uh, San Miguel is a culinary hotspot. They are known for like awesome rooftop bars and restaurants. Oh yeah. Um, and I just think that's such, I mean, anywhere you go, it's a great place to learn the culture is to Mm -hmm. experience it, you know, through your stomach. So I would suggest taking a local cooking class, especially one that lets you tour the market with the chef. Uh, there's some cool stuff that you can sample at the market, like fresh fruits. There's, you know, pulque, aguamil, the, the sweet honey water that comes out of agave, and all these just fun, amazing things. Um, just the agua meal tastes like kombucha, kind of. Okay. Um, so some my uh, cooking class was coordinated through Traverse Journeys, which was the company I worked with, a local female-owned responsible travel company. So that would be how I got my cooking class. But I know the Belmont property down there has a great cooking school. And you can also check out some of the experiences, like if you don't like to cook, you can still experience some culinary excellence using the Airbnb experiences stuff. So there's wine tours, taco walks, mezcal tastings. Like there's just lots of cool stuff to do there. So that is my number three thing visitors should do. I mean, the thought of visiting a market with the chef and then taking back your purchases and turning it into something amazing is really appealing. And just, I mean, we did a um, a cooking class in Paris. We made, mm, what are they? Those little round macarons. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my kids loved it and the chef was so wonderful to my children and they loved everything about it. And like, they, they love being in the market. They love shopping. They, that, like the colors and the smells that would be so, uh, what just like a well rounded experience that would be. That's a good tip. Yep. And the market the chef will take you to will always be the best market. So it it also teaches you how to shop for yourself once you get home. So I just think it's a really great option if you can get a cooking class that includes that element. And if, you know, if you don't have time for that, that's fine too. There are plenty of just cut and dried cooking classes as well, but that's kind of a little tip I like to tell people about. Oh, it's an excellent tip. Okay, cool. So what's coming in at number two for you? So my second favorite thing was the murals and Blanco, which forgive my Midwestern Spanish accent, but the, <laughs> it's called, basically it's the White Walls Mural Project, which is in the neighborhood Colonia Guadalupe, which is right next to 
like the central zone, the most famous, most photographed neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's actually like hundreds of vibrant, amazing murals all over, um, which have really helped to kind of boost that neighborhood. And now it's like a very popular spot to live. And it used to be kind of considered a little dangerous. Mm -hmm. So this is one of those things where like street art can actually like impact the price of where you live and make it, you know, be such a good thing for the better. So I would definitely check out that area. So if you're more of a self-guided tour person, feel free to just kind of explore, give yourself an hour or two to walk around. And if you prefer a more guided experience, there is a restaurant in the area, Via Organica, and they usually have walking tours that leave daily from around 10 a.m., from that restaurant and that's not as well publicized. So you might want to dig around and try and find it, but um, the murals change often. So I really preferred having a guide that explains that process, Um, talks about the annual mural festival and the background of the works and the artists. And it's just like a bright, colorful, amazing neighborhood. I think discovering murals is so rewarding. When we went to Belfast, we've been a couple of times uh, I, you know, you think of Belfast and all the the wars and the conflicts and, um, you know, maybe some history ties. The troubles. To, yeah, or like Titanic mm-hmm. history or something like that. Um, but you don't think of the mural projects, and there really are so many. And a lot of the murals are dedicated to, you know, some of the, the infighting and whatnot. But it was a surprise and so wonderful. And I started posting pictures of the murals on my Instagram, and I d- didn't realize there was such a, a huge mural following. But people were asking me where, where I was and, um, and just interested in why it was there. And I didn't have a lot of information other than where I was, but, you know, we just went to the mosaic district here in Virginia, close to DC, and there's murals by local artists everywhere. And it's really just, you know, the surprise of art, which I just really enjoy. And I think it adds, I mean, it, it adds something to life. I don't know how to quantify that other than saying it's, it was a surprise and just a joy to take in. So that's a really great tip for visiting this area. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And a lot of people think that murals might have trouble with tagging or graffiti. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the vast majority of the time they don't because, you know, hopefully the artists are working with the community to represent something that they would be excited about. So I think it's a really amazing way to elevate a spot and it's its own tourism attraction now, which is just crazy. And I mean, hopefully those, the people who would be doing the tagging might actually be the artists. You've given them a dedicated space and they can take their time to do something that they're proud of. That would be. Yep. And I mean, they can do, they can sign their name on their own thing too. And yeah, some of the best artists are homegrown ones that would be considered graffiti artists and now they have, you know, permission to to do their thing. That's awesome. I like that. Okay. So tips three and two were excellent. What's number one for you? So number one is probably why most people have heard of San Miguel, which is it's a, a designated UNESCO World Heritage Site. So mm-hmm. it's considered culturally and historically significant as a city, which, mm-hmm. you know, some other famous ones would be like Venice or Prague. So this Um, city in North America has been honored the same way. So I suggest exploring the Zona Centro, which is like the heart of the city where the famous cathedral is. And I Mm -hmm. will butcher the pronunciation, but it's, uh, it's this beautiful pink cathedral. It's often recognized as like the most major symbol of San Miguel. So if you see that, you know, somebody is in San Miguel. 
So I suggest like exploring the the area, wander the market, you know, get a beverage at one of the rooftop bars I mentioned, and be sure to check out the church at night too. It's just completely beautiful and lit up at night. Uh, And there's usually like artists and makers hanging around in in the area. And there's actually like a really cute local coffee shop famous for their lavender concoctions called Lavanda that's right there. So it's just a beautiful, it's beautiful to recognize the, the area that is honored as a UNESCO site. Yeah. And the inside of this church, I, I have not been, but through, you know, getting ready for this episode, I was checking it out. It's gorgeous. And it's, it's something you expect, honestly, in Europe. It's like, what it's almost like a fortified building. The walls are so thick. Um, but it's at, just looking up at the woodwork and the stonework and the stained glass. It's incredible. So, um, I would hope that people would take a step inside, you know, as long as they're not interrupting a service of some sort. But yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, now, I know that you kind of had maybe like a tangential or fourth item that you wanted to include or possibly a day trip. So would you like to talk about, you know, a day trip out of the region? Sure. So a really good day trip, which I was there for a week and I felt like a week trip was a nice opportunity to have a one day trip away, but still feel like I got a lot of information and time in San Miguel. Mm -hmm. So I suggest taking a day trip to Guanajuato City, which everyone just calls Guanajuato, kind of like New York, New York. Uh, The name of the state is Guanajuato that we're in. So it's roughly 90 minutes by car. And it's, it's a really, really beautiful city, like little cobblestone streets, plazas, colonial era architecture. Um, And my favorite part of it was the Diego Rivera Museum, who was actually, it's where he was born in his childhood home. And he's one of, you know, the most iconic artists of, of Mexico. Mm-hmm. So that's a really cool option. Um, and then you can also check out the markets there and there's a funicular up the hillside. So that was another favorite was writing that up. And then you can actually walk down past murals in Guanajuato too. Like the stairs down are covered in like beautiful vines and beautiful artwork too. Oh yeah. I love that. I love that. So what season were you visiting? What season do you recommend? I went on a yoga trip in June and I loved it. It wasn't like hot because it was in decent elevation and it just didn't feel, it wasn't, you know, smoggy or anything. So I really liked a summertime trip, but I had a lot of friends go this winter. I've, I've heard everything. I've heard good things about every season. Awesome. Yeah. Cause there's some, you know, you, the coastal regions, you, there are some, definitely seasonal challenges with hurricanes and whatnot. So it's good to know when you might, you know, choose to go there, but I hadn't considered the elevation. So that's a good tip because even in the summer, it's, you know, you get some elevation and it's working in your favor. So that's good. That's good to know. So then, um, you know, I want to encourage listeners and travel planners to see inland Mexico. Um, and you know, this was just meant to be a brief overview to get people really interested and do some more exploring or to contact a travel professional. But, um, you know, this is a time that I'd like you to just be able to speak and include anything else that we've missed or that you just want to include. Sure. So, you know, we, we know all inclusives can be great, but I just think it's important to, uh, get off the resort to kind of take to the streets and actually experience the culture of a new destination. And San Miguel is perfect in that way because it's also really walkable 
And it, mm. because of all the things it offers, I think it's an attractive locale for a bunch of different types of travelers. Yeah. So I, I really am excited about the destination. But I do have a couple notes I wanted to add. Um, yeah, please. Just kind of logistics things. So the airport is actually 90 minutes from the city. So just don't be surprised by that and plan for that when you plan your trip. Um, mm. Most people don't want an airport too close because they think it'll distract from the charm. Yeah. So the airport is actually um, like BJX is the code. It's in Leon. So it's um, a couple or like less than two hours away. So just don't be, you know, surprised by that. Um, I also would like to recommend if anybody is really into hiking, uh, there's a 30 minute hike to the botanical gardens. That's mostly uphill. So it'll get those quads burning, but that's it's a right. really, yeah, it's a really pretty way. You gotta burn to off those tacos. See, yeah, you do. You have to burn off the cooking class. So that's right. That's right. Um, it's a it's a cool way to go like learn more about the like native flora and fauna at the botanical garden, and also the view of the city from up there is pretty too. So I would also suggest doing that. And if anyone's into wine, I'll include this info in the show notes. Yep. Uh, there's some really funky, cool winemakers in the area, like a little bit out of the city. So um, I would also just suggest looking into that because I actually got my sommelier certification partially because of my wine experience in San Miguel because I just loved it so much. So oh. I also want to bring that to the forefront. Yeah, please. I mean, anything you want to include in the show notes, I'm happy to include so that people have more resources. And of course, you know, I, I have no problem doing free advertising for people that are doing wonderful things. So please share if you want to. That's great. Yep. I'll include a couple articles I've written about the area in the day trip that I took and also some spots to say, like there's some good Airbnbs. There's a Rosewood San Miguel that's really luxurious and amazing and oh. just lots of cool stuff happening in the city. Cool. Well, this was uh, really great information. Those are some really actionable and useful tips that I think people can get on board with. And, um, yeah, I just thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast and we have something else planned for the fall, folks, so make sure to watch this space for Katie's sommelier expertise at work. Yep. We're going to show her Stay off. tuned. <laughs> well, it was great to be here again, and, um, you know, San Miguel is an awesome spot, so I hope that a lot of listeners are interested in going because it's, it's top 10 favorite cities in the world for me. Yeah. I mean, I've... I was looking this up, you know, for this episode, and I just said to my husband, we have got to get into South America, Latin America, deeper into Mexico. We have got to do these things. And we, you know, we're getting vaccinated, and so our time will come. And I'm excited for it. This is on the list. Yep, and it's a lot more responsible to travel in a way that, you know, helps the local community. Um, and actually, you get to engage more in a meaningful cultural exchange. So yeah. that is partially also why I recommend this location. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Katie, thanks for your time. And uh, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Awesome. Have a good rest of your day. All right. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, Katie. See everyone next episode. Megan awkwardly saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>